What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast where we give you our two cents on everything PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, and I am here joining the one, the only, the midget guy, Stephen Morrow. Oh, God damn it! You you almost had it. I had so much faith. Listen, I wasn't expecting you to pull out the midget guy because when you said oh, the was... one and only, I'm not the one and only Stephen Morrow. See, that's fair. You're right. But you I am the one and only midget guy on PlayStation mm-hmm. Network. That's so, real. You know, you you kind of fooled me. So All right, I had you to, were bamboozled. Had to collect my thoughts there for a moment. Mm-mm. It's been harder and harder for me to collect my thoughts lately. <laughs> They've been scurrying around. I have to put them back in their little jars, back on the shelves. It's like, are you pickling them? You just drop them in some vinegar and let them sit for a long period of time? I'm just trying to make it so that they don't escape. They they just keep leaving. Shattered some jars. Whoop, there goes my address. Whoop, there goes my phone number. Uh, oh, all right. Um. Yeah. Well, any user, if you want to follow the show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and occasionally YouTube. If you're a fan of the show, please like, rate, comment, subscribe, and share, and all the other things that you could do to help spread awareness and let us know how well we're doing. Also, we want the show to improve, but we need your help in order to do so. So if you head on over to mtfproductions.com forward slash donate, you can donate to Dual Senses and contribute as little as a dollar so we can, you know, save up and get some new fancy equipment and whatnot so we can make this show top-tier quality for you. Mm-mm-mm. Some Steve, audio caviar. Audio caviar. I tell you what's not audio caviar. My cats have gone ape shit right now. Like, I don't know what's happening, but I don't know if the you know, listeners can hear this, but it is fucking World War Three. <laughs> In this Jeez. living room right now. <laughs> like, maybe they're inspired by the new King Kong movie. Maybe so, and I am so so. I tell you what, man. I I really like. If there's a movie I can just sit down and watch and just be a giddy little bitch about, it is fucking Godzilla. And I, I sat down and I just watched uh, 2014's Godzilla, um, and it's my first time watching it since I saw it in IMAX a few years ago with a group of friends. And God damn. I was just like, I was going insane. I was like, oh my god, do you see him? Like, he just he just beat the shit out of this thing. Like, he came up from behind and just smacked it. Like, fuck you. Like, oh my god. It just gets me really excited. And it wasn't necessarily helpful, because it was late at night, and we're tr- Rachel and I are trying to wind down, because we have to get up early. And she's like, you need to calm down. We need to go to bed. And meanwhile, I'm watching Godzilla rip over in this fucking thing's mouth and just breathing fire down. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, totally calm. <laughs> I am totally calm right now. <laughs> that sounds like some Pacific Rim shit right there. I'm telling you, man, you need to stop Andreas from watching the fucking Godzilla vs. Kong movie. And he needs to watch all of them in order and appreciate what he, the brutality he's about to see. I mean, he's already seen the other ones, though. Like, he's already a fan. All right. So it's fine. If he's seen them all, I guess it's fine. You know what irks me, though? HBO Max doesn't let you change... Like, you can change the language or something, but you can't have the audio language be different than the subtitle language. It just doesn't... Unless I'm just losing it. But, like, you have to choose the language before you watch it. And then you can turn subtitles on or off, but mm-hmm. you can't you can't have them mixed ma- like mismatched, uh, which is kind of difficult for a bilingual family. 
That makes uh, sense. I, I imagine that's something that'll come down the line, you know, because I mean, HBO. I now, don't know. It's been, it, it it's been long enough. I think they just don't give a shit. No, but Netflix I, I does it. Hulu I does mean, it. Ne- yeah, but think about how long Netflix and Hulu have been available as a streaming service. And the fans they garner, like Netflix, has a different lineup of shows. I suppose, just depending on where you live, you it's know? such an easy fix, though. It is such an easy fix. It, it, I'm not saying it's not easy. I, Accessibility I just think should be one of, if not the top priority. I'm tired of these excuses. I'm gonna it's... fucking burn down their building, Jesus. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the most awful hate speech, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna scream it at them, but only in one language, and and I'm gonna write the subtitles in a different language, and then, and then that'll be like how they understand it. Mm. I guess. Well. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm losing my goddamn mind. Yeah, I. I'm on so much medicine right now. Jesus. I've had yeah, like I, six I, honey biscuits. <laughs> I, I well, think six and a half. Your your subtitle dialogue uh, dilemma will will be a fix. In the future, I don't think it'll take them long to do so. I think it's right now as a matter of Warner is very much just trying to get their movies out. Like, I mean, think about it. they're putting out their top tier movies on HBO Max day and date with movie theaters right now. So like, I don't I care think, about these excuses. I don't I care mean, about I'm these excuses. Saying, I'm just saying, give it I time. Need, it'll, it'll I happen. need some it'll accessibility happen. options, and I need some some love for my bilingual families. That's all I'm saying. Steven, we got a lot of bits today. We've got so many bits. So many bits. A lot has happened. And while they don't seem like sizable, you know, but all together they make one big Voltron of a bit. Ugh. Yeah. Kicking I things off. I was hoping you would say like a Godzilla of a bit or a King Kong of a bit. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, Godzilla's not made up of, I mean, I guess he is scientifically, biologically, made up of, you know, little bits. But I'm thinking like, you know, <laughs> robots. <laughs> Combining into one big Megazord kind of deal, like Power Rangers. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. I don't know. I bet King Kong has a pretty big bit. Mm. Though, at least in the first ten minutes, maybe later you can, but in the first ten minutes of the new movie, um, which is all that I've seen so far, uh, you do not see any giant gorilla penis, which is a little bit upsetting, if I'm being honest. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it not being there. That's fine. Like, it's the last thing I need to see swinging around as a giant fucking I just fucking think it'd be hilarious just... to see just, like, this giant <laughs> dick crashing through this building. King Kong is beating his chest. <laughs> just, just, like... But, he, like, he doesn't he doesn't even realize what's happening. This person's entire home is ruined. And it's just... Just this giant penis. Oh, my God. God damn it. Just flooding the living room with... Uh, anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> Any user kicking things off, the PlayStation Plus games announced uh, for April have been announced. This uh, is exciting. It is. It's a, tell you what, man. Sony or PlayStation's keeping it up with the hard hitters. Um, so kicking things off is Oddworld, Soulstorm launching on PS5, but also being free for the first. Uh, I think it's about a month or so. Um, free for PS5 owners. Um, so that's the thing. Days two gone. things that I love. Two things that I love. New games and free games. And PlayStation has been doing the whole new game and free game thing with PlayStation Plus for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Love and it. I wonder, I'm curious to see how long that goes. But also on that list is Days Gone. Uh, so what's really cool about this is not only is it available for <laughs> PS4, 
PS5 owners will also get uh, enhancements, numerous enhancements to this game. So, which I think in the presentation portion of this game will help a bit with uh, with the performance that upgrades it gets. Um, and then, last but not least, Zombie Army 4 Dead War for PS4, also free. What a name. Yeah, I, it's kind of a... So, couple things here. Uh, first of all, I, I already mentioned how awesome it is that Oddworld is free um, at launch. That's really cool. Um, Days Gone, it's already part of the PlayStation Plus collection for PS5. Yep. Uh, so PS5 users could already download that for free. But I'm glad that it's on PlayStation Plus proper now. Uh, because uh, that means that people who don't have a PS5 or don't have access to a PS5 can still download and play that game because I really think that that game was a an underrated gem. Uh, it just takes it takes a little bit for it to to really kick off, but once it does, oof, I think it's a really good one. Uh, I think it's one of those games that it 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 would benefit from a like publisher not publishers but like media outlets re-reviewing it. Because I think a big problem the game faced, uh, like a lot of games nowadays, is that just performance issues, um, which really kind of took away from it. But when you smooth those out enough, you get a decent... You see, you you can see beyond the trees, I should say. Uh, <laughs> so, it... I Because I personally wasn't a big fan of Days Gone when it first came out, and it was something I looked forward to. Now, knowing all these things are fixed, and I can play on PS5, I'm more inclined to actually want to give it a second shot. So Yeah. I think with its presentation issues aside, I think that it was a a pretty cool game. Uh it was doing some interesting things. Uh but anyways, uh but lastly, uh with the Zombie Army four game, are those are those Nazi zombies? Is that what that is? Um I don't know if in four they are. Uh, I know there's a Zombie Army trilogy which came out a few years ago, and those games are pretty fun. Uh, but I don't know too much about Zombie Army Four. I was actually okay. kind of surprised that a fourth one came out when it did. <laughs> so they're kind of like they're, they're weird because they they've all sold kind of well, probably because they have zombies in them. Uh, well, they're also like but, some solid games. Like I mean, they're not you know, I mean they're nothing crazy or any like technical achievements by any means, but they're gameplay is fun it's simplistic and it's just kind of a mind-numbing little thing you can kind of hop into yeah um but i mean the reason why i specifically ask if they're nazi zombies um is interestingly enough april 8th is holocaust remembrance day um so it'd be kind of an interesting nod to that to be able to blow up some nazi faces uh i mean yeah i guess but i just I doubt that's the message that's being communicated here with this. <laughs> I mean, why not? There's a... Well, I'll go into that later. This is probably news for a later thing, but there's a there's an educational um, game based on the Holocaust that's coming out. Um, and I'm actually friends with the developer. Maybe that's, that's a, cool. Maybe that can be a future guest segment that we can do. Um, but anyways, uh, it's the same guy who made Kitten Squad back in the day. Oh dear God! <laughs> he's he's moving up. He's been doing a lot of um, really awesome games that are designed specifically for uh, like social impact, like making a positive change in the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's been partnering with some interesting groups and doing some cool things. But that's cool. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, but you know what's no longer going to be there, Stephen. Cool. 
Oh, no, don't do this to me. I know, I know. I'm on it with the hot segues, and I'm not happy about this one. Rumor confirmed, PSP, PS3, and the PS Vita digital storefronts are coming to a close. So, if you guys recall, last week it was heavily rumored that uh, PlayStation would be shutting down the digital storefronts on on each respective console. Um, Just a few days later, the original link for the PlayStation Store on web browsers where you were still able to purchase PS3, Vita, and PSP games. That was recently shut down permanently uh, and no longer accessible. And then Sony has come out and put out an official statement. The PS3 and PSP storefronts will shut down on July 2nd, with the Vita following suit on August 27th. Now, for those concerned about any games you may have already purchased uh, digitally on these consoles, not to worry. You'll still have the ability to go back and re-download them. Uh, But any new purchases unfortunately will no longer be available this is very depressing yeah and it's it, it's it's frustrating more so for the vita than anything else because the psp one a lot of the big name psp games were never put on the playstation store to begin with uh particularly a few square enix titles like final fantasy crisis core and kingdom hearts birth by sleep um but the vita is home to a lot of games that never saw the light of day on a physical media. So mm-hmm. the only way to purchase them is on the digital storefront itself. So knowing that you won't be able to do that is not only disappointing as a consumer, but from a developer standpoint too, it's just a big slap in the face. Yeah, and there are still games coming out for the Vita. And there are still games that are supposed to be coming out for the Vita in like the next coming months. So for the store to be shutting down shortly after these games release, that's uh fucking weird. Uh, yeah, it's just like, like why of... would you allow dev kits to be sent out for these games just to make that decision? You know. I wonder if they even knew. Like it, it, it sounds like they just kind of made this decision spur of the moment, um, and I don't think they were necessarily communicating with developers or publishers, which is a little sad. Um, but honestly, so what I find interesting is the timing of this. So the PS3 and the PSP shutting down on July 2nd. Um, I would have thought that the PS3 would have stayed up longer because I would imagine more people are buying things on the PS3 than on the on the PSP, obviously, but also on the Vita, um, which is interesting to me because there are significantly more PS3s out in the world than there are Vitas. And yes, I know the Vita has a pretty passionate user base, and I know that they have a pretty high attach rate, but still, you would think that the PS3 store would still be bringing in a bit more money than the Vita. So for the PS3 and PSP store to be closing first, and then the Vita almost an entire month later, uh, I think that... (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry for all the coughs in this episode. It's going to be a fucking disaster. I'm sorry you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I am sick, but we are recording remotely. So, so Alex is safe. Um, I am dying, but that's fine. Uh, anyways, um, I think that that, that's just testament to how successful the Vita's online sales are when it comes to downloadable games. The fact that they're giving it an entire additional month for people to get their last purchases in. That, to me, says that they believe that people are going to kind of come out of the woodwork and they're going to spend a lot of money. And so they're giving them an entire additional month. Like, that's crazy to me. 
Do you think it's also based off of the age of the consoles? I mean, obviously the PSP, the predecessor to the PlayStation Vita, was out well before, as well as the PS3. So you think it's maybe just a banner of, like, the PS Vita hasn't been around as long, so maybe they're like, eh, give it a couple extra months just in case. Do you think that may have played a factor? I think that the number one thing that they care about is the money and not necessarily uh, anything else. So I, I honestly think it has a lot more to do with the sales than the than the timing. Because, I mean, if it had to do with the timing, then PSP would have been shut down a while ago. Um, honestly, I thought that it already was. So this was surprising <laughs> to me, uh, just learning that the PSP store was still functional. Um, I know you can download PSP games on the Vita, but I thought that was just like a Vita store thing. Um, but uh, the the big thing that's really upsetting for this for me at least, is really games preservation because there are mm-hmm. so many games that are locked to... Like, like So many digital games that are PlayStation exclusive that are locked to these systems and locked to these online stores. And um, it, it hurts me to think that unless you had already previously downloaded them and you have these functioning systems, you will not be able to play these again because you cannot play PS3, PSP, or Vita games on any other system except for uh through playstation now you can play some ps3 games um and that's through streaming Mm -hmm. so uh that's a little upsetting especially for you know some of my personal favorites like uh you know we've got tokyo jungle on the ps3 i fucking love that game (laughs) yeah uh, and like even some other things, I know that these are available physically as well, but even still, you it requires a functioning system. And I don't know about you, but my PS3 does not function very well. Oh um, God! I mean, I think a big re- I think another thing, kind of to your previous point about um, the as to why play, the Vita stores staying open longer, it's like again factoring into sales. I mean, with all the updates the PS3 had, even when it wasn't a live console, the PlayStation Store was butthole. Like, it was yeah. atrocious. So I, I imagine that probably factored into the number of people actually making downloads on it just because it was such a hassle to. <laughs> After a long while, like, it was painful to go on the PlayStation Store on the, on the PS4 or on the PS3. Yeah. So much You would so have to block really, out an hour of your time. Yeah, so much so you literally would increase the... <laughs> the web browser version of buying games on the PS3. That's like that's how I got started because it wasn't worth fucking doing it in the place you just won the console. Yeah, same here. And they had a wish list. Yeah, mm, that wish list. Makes a big difference. It does. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to have to go through my wish list because most of it is Vita and PSP <laughs> games. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that makes sense because those are the games like you'd always see like tiny little dollar sales for like, oh, okay, there's this, that, and the other. Tell you what. If they're doing this, they should come out with a bang and just put out a master sale for these legacy consoles. Just so, if I mean, if people are going to clean up shop, you might as well give it to them on the cheap, you know? I would, uh, so I, I support that, but I would almost rather them uh, announce some kind of actual solution to uh, backwards compatibility for these kinds of games. But Steven, they already have. No. PlayStation Now. It's no. the future. If I can't if I can't download now, them and Steven. play them, the future is not now for most Americans. <laughs> I'm sorry, for most of the world, it is not. There's like two percent of the entire world population can use PlayStation Now without it 
being a fucking stop motion animation in slow mo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-mm-mm. But Steven, it's a sad day from the PlayStation Digital Storefront for any legacy consoles. But tell you sad what, indeed. These new consoles, i.e. a PlayStation 5, keep getting all these enhanced versions of previous PS4 games. Yeah. And we got a new one coming (laughs) with Elder Scrolls Online, console enhanced, coming to PS5. This also comes from the PlayStation blog. I find it weird that it's called console enhanced. Because, like, why is it not just enhanced? Like, is is the PC version of this game not going to get this? Or does the PC version of the game already have these updates? I don't understand. But... This free update to anyone That's that currently owns the game comes out on June 8th. And there's a lot of updates on this, Stephen. I was pre- pleasantly surprised with everything they're doing with it. As with it being such a massive online game, there's a lot they could have just said, fuck it, like just put the game out so people can play it. But mm-hmm. 60 frames per second, increased draw distance, fully unlocked high-res textures, which that one was a big surprise, again, for an MMO. Yeah, that's a big one. Enhanced reflections, ambient uh, occlusion, improved shadows, greater depth of field, and there will be two different, uh, I guess, graphics modes, uh, performance and fidelity modes. Um, That's about par for the course for these kinds of things. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm kind of bummed that it's still, like, you have to pick between the two. Like, why can't I just pick one and it does it all? But I'll take what I can get, I guess. Um, There is a timed free play event for newcomers to try coming up what's really cool is while during this entirety of the free play um session if you decide you want to go ahead and dive right into tamriel which is the online world of online of elder scrolls online for those who don't know you can purchase the full game at 67 percent off during the trial that's a big deal that yeah that's not bad i mean that's definitely a way to get newcomers um at the same time um or actually does Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel, does it still have a monthly membership? They dropped theirs, right? Uh, so you can play the base game for free, but there's like an optional membership where you get different items like, and stuff every month, and there's certain perks. Okay. But it's so, not required to play the game. You can just buy the game outright, and you can buy the expansion separately. You don't have to but, pay like a, a monthly subscription fee to actually play it. Correct, but as far okay. as I be- as as far as I know, there's an optional subscription where you get additional content, uh, you get certain buffs, and there's like a a certain allotment of crowns. I think is the premium currency. Yeah. Um, okay. You're you're it's like that kind here. of thing. Okay. Yeah. So Actually, I like this game a lot. I just ran into a problem where uh, I couldn't complete a quest because this creature would kill me because I was under leveled and I would respawn right next to the creature so it would just continue to kill me <laughs> and so i gave up and i know that i could have probably like fast traveled or something to get out of there but i just straight up gave up i was like nope done mm. see I, I think if i found a good mmo or a good online multiplayer game i can just kind of just fuck around and you know get a little checklist of things done and have fun with some some buddies i think i'd become more inclined to play those games but i just never commit to them yeah, I jump around too much. Like, I, I can't stay focused on one game, and yeah. almost every MMO kind of requires you to dedicate a lot of time to that one thing yeah. if you want to progress, you know, reasonably. So, uh, so yeah, I fall off of them pretty quick, but I, I still really enjoy MMOs. I like the, the concept of a shared online world. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. I actually really liked Elder Scrolls Online too. I felt like it was basically a, a simplified Skyrim because it wasn't as in depth. Like the inventory system was simplified, the level up system was a little simplified, but I liked the idea of being able to go to the towns and see all these people dancing, uh, <laughs> which happens in like any MMO. So I liked that. Uh, so it was it was kind of nice. I like it. <coughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the worst. I feel bad for coughing, but okay, listen. It's oh, either I'm sneezing over here. God, my allergies are kicking my ass. Oh no! Maybe I'm I'm passing my disease through the microphone to you. I don't think that's possible. Oh no! It's a conspiracy. Uh, oh no! You know what's not a conspiracy, Stephen? PlayStation uh, likes making movies of their own stuff. Uh, especially recently, Jesus Christ! Yeah, like they're doubling down in this. How many are we up to now? We've got Uncharted. We've got Twisted Metal. Uh, we've got Last of Us. Some of these are shows, obviously, but yeah. But getting getting into the film and television, uh, you can add number four to that list because Ghost of Tsushima movie in the works, also coming from the PlayStation blog. Uh, not much on this outside of that it's coming, but it's being directed by Chad Stahelski, the director. So glad that you were saying the name of that. Of John Wick. See that that makes me hopeful. Yeah, that makes me real excited. And the, the motion capture and voice actor for Jin Sakai has stated that he is interested in reprising his role, and he is perfectly fine with filming nude butt shots. <laughs> That's a direct quote from him. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. So I am 1,000% in support of that. Jesus Christ. Uh, for personal reasons. But, uh, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. I feel like, uh, I feel like this movie or this game because this game was so heavily inspired by cinema it makes sense for the story to be retold through the lens of cinema uh, mm-hmm. and i mean it's it's such a cool story and for it to be able to be experienced by people who are kind of outside of the video game realm and then re-experienced by people who are within the video game realm uh mm-hmm. that's pretty cool so so i'm i'm in support of it uh it, as as much as I don't care too much for you know film or television adaptations of video games because I I think these stories work best as video games that's why that's the chosen medium for the initial thing um, right still I, it seems like this is in good hands so you know I'm I'm hopeful at least it'll be a good time. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think PlayStation's done what they do best in making sure it goes into the right hand. So finding a director like Chad uh, is a solid move. Um, I'm just curious to see how long it takes for this movie to get off the ground. But yeah, it, I'm sure it'll be another fucking 20 years. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous how long it takes to do that stuff, which I don't quite understand because the source material is right fucking there. Like, how much do you need <laughs> to get that shit kind of figured out and like, oh, okay, this is where I'm going with it. I think the problem is just getting people on board and then all the people who get on board want to make all their own individual changes. So by the time that's done shuffling hands, the end result is something totally different from the source material and then it either gets canceled or it comes out and it's a piece of garbage. That's real. I, I, so I agree like, hard to live with that. Uh, I think it, it all really depends on keeping the original talent involved as much as possible. Uh, 
but I don't know. I I think this one, so far at least, I mean, again, this was just announced, so uh, so far it seems like it's okay. It's in good hands, but we shall see. Mm-hmm. You know what else we're going to see, Steven? New and speaking worlds of getting off and the, co-op? Speaking of getting off the ground, Steven. Oh, speaking no, of you're... things being trash and then being turned into something great, Steven. Oh, you're no really, Man's Sky really gets digging. the expedition update today. Like, it's out. Yeah. It's a thing. That is live. This I feel like also, every month this game gets an amazing update. Yeah, no shit. This game like is a like a substantial update. It's kind of concerning because I wish it kind of slowed down because there's so much going on. Like, don't. Like, is there enough time for their uh, player base to really enjoy and get the. enjoy the fruits of the labor that they've been provided? I mean, I don't think they're complaining, especially since every single one of these updates has been free, including this one. Mm-hmm. So, this comes from the PlayStation blog. This is for the PS5, PS4, and PSVR versions of the game, so no one's left out. It brings a new game mode for the first time where players will start off on the same planet. And by expediting and going through and sur- and enjoying themselves on this newfound world they will be able to create new milestones tasks and goals that they can celebrate and use with their companions that they were available uh to last update (laughs) it'll be a thing and then it'll have a a new kind of like a seasons kind of deal uh so new challenges and new rewards as seasons change uh so it's pretty cool it's nothing it's not i don't want to say it's massive it's a new mode but at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. I can just kind of fuck around with my friends on this new thing and just complete challenges and have a good time and go. Well, I think there. as far as as far as replayability and giving the the gamers, the, giving the players goals in the game, which is in my opinion something that the game has been lacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is perfect. Oh like yes, yeah. like this right here. It it seems like this is the kind of thing that I would really be able to sink my teeth into because. In the past, the game has had so many different things that you can do, but, like, zero guidance, where if you give me, like, a checklist, I will fucking do that checklist. But if you say, oh, you can do whatever you want, then I'm just going to run in circles, look at pretty plants, and then I'll be done. And get paralyzed by choice. Exactly. So this is exactly what I need, and the fact that it's so co-op focused and multiplayer focused... Uh, for the first time, people being able to start on the same planet and go on uh, expeditions together. Uh, that's really cool. That gives us more of a sense of community and more of an MMO feel. The fact that all of this is playable in VR as well on, as well as on the base PS4 or PS5 uh, SKUs of the game, that's really remarkable. Literally two hours before recording this episode, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was streaming this game and... It looked gorgeous. I had no idea the game looked that freaking good. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But seriously, I, I just continue to be impressed by this game. Uh, it is still, to this day, I think the biggest turnaround that I've seen in recent gaming history, honestly. Oh, I don't think anyone would uh, argue that with you. Um, there's no doubt that Hello Games has done <laughs> extensive work and taking a lot of time and effort to make sure that they've put out the ideal version of this game that they originally meant to set out to do in, what, 2013? So 
I honestly, I wonder how in the hell are they making any money? Are there no microtransactions for, like, any cosmetics or anything? I honestly don't think that there are. I mean, it could be Last time I played it, I didn't see any. I mean, so depending on how long it was played, I'm sure there's something in there. The game's also still retailing for about six, or for like fifty nine ninety nine because they bumped the price back up uh, after the next upgrade that was available. So I think between that and then, uh, I mean, Hello Games makes other games. They made The Last Campfire, so. Yeah, uh, one other game since No Man's Sky launched. Well, I'm sure they've uh, published other things out there. That's just the most notable I can think of. Um, no, I think, that, I think that's honestly the only one that they've developed. Really? Yeah. Since No Man's Sky. Um, and then before that was Joe Danger. They went from Joe Danger to No Man's Sky. Can you fucking believe it? To No Man's Sky and then The Last Campfire. Joe Danger 2, actually. Because mm. uh, there was a sequel before No Man's Sky came out. But yeah, I think those are the only games under their belt. I could be totally wrong, but um, as far as I can remember, that's it. Those, that, those are the biggest ones. Looking at their list of video games they've put out, nothing... There's like... It looks like a couple mobile games, like fishgo.io. Oh, yeah, I'm not counting mobile, though. Yeah, I think those Uh, are the only things. I'm just talking console and PC. But uh, Steven. I'm sorry, this is a PlayStation podcast. Fuck you. Uh, But (laughs) anyways, uh, that Joe Danger game, Joe Danger 2, and possibly the first one, uh, you can download and and play on the um, Vita. Um, I know that they're both playable on PS3, and I believe that Joe Danger 2 is cross-buy. So make sure you do that before, what was it, August 27th? For the Vita, yes, August 27th. August 27th on the Vita, July 2nd for the PS3. If you want to dive into some uh, Hello Games history there and see where they got their start. Mm-hmm. On console, at least. Speaking of starting, Steven and then dying and then restarting returnal gets another full fleshed out preview on the playstation blog where they give more details on the story uh the main character celine some gameplay and level design yeah so i think um <coughs> god damn it um i think this game looks pretty awesome in my opinion um i know that a lot of people are kind of confused as to what this game actually is and honestly after this preview there's there's a lot of like buzzwords and stuff um and uh it's like one of those things where they keep saying oh well you have to feel it to really understand it's like one of those things but um based on the glimpse on the playstation blog now most of this is text with animated gifs kind of just demonstrating uh certain gameplay mechanics or different biomes in the game but uh let me just say that this game looks so smooth and the lighting it's like it's so it's so vivid uh it kind of reminds me of um oddly enough it reminds me of uh what was it was it lost planet lost planet 2 is that what that was um the game with the aliens (laughs) narrowed it down there I believe so, because Lost Planet 1 was, like, on a very... It was, it was snowy. very cold, very snowy, and then 2 kind of ventured out into that, like, jungle feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this... It kind of reminds me of Lost Planet 2 in terms of how, like, all of the guns glow and how, like, snappy the combat is, um, and it's got that kind of, like, neon sci-fi feel, mm-hmm. uh, but still feeling, like, earthy, if that makes sense, like an organic 
neon sci-fi. Uh, but anyways, so a lot of the blog post talks a little bit about the um, sort of the, the gameplay loop that you're going to go through uh, and some of the specific um, like controller functionality. Like, for example, they talk about how um, on the DualSense controller, L2 will like lock halfway, and that's sort of like a focus aim. So it zooms in and it highlights weak spots on enemies, and then you push further, you push past the lock in order to fire a special like alternate fire mode. So like there are things like that that are being used with the DualSense, so that's pretty cool. Um, but two things really stood out to me in this hands-on preview that they were talking about. Um, first of all, looking at the different um, animated GIFs here, there's a lot more variety to the settings in this game than I originally thought, uh, because a lot of the previous trailers and stuff made it seem kind of samey, uh, mm-hmm. with the exception being that random first-person house section. But uh, in in the GIFs that they have on this blog post... There's like there's jungly looking places. There's like rocky like desert terrain. It looks like there's a snowy place. Uh, they range in like color schemes and uh, the enemy designs vary quite dramatically from biome to biome as well. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so that's got me excited, especially for uh, especially for a game that seems really focused on replayability. Having that variety in there definitely helps keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but the number one thing that stood out to me is how they're talking about this game. I think this is their first time really leaning into this, but they repeat multiple times that this is not really any one type of game. They describe it as an explorative platformer, an action thriller, and a psychological horror, all at the same time. So... Uh, not only are you going to be shooting things with neon guns, which is most of what we've seen, uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of like exploration and discovering things about the world and the psychological horror aspect. I think there's a lot more under the, I guess, under the skin of this game than we're being led to believe. And I, I've got to say, I'm really curious. I think this game might be something special. Yeah, the more I see of Returnal, because when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, cool, another horror slash sci-fi shooter kind of deal. All right, um, cool, and it's uh, what's the word? it's got a roguelike appeal to it. All right, that's fine. But the more I've seen of it, the more interested I get. And I'm well, it's nothing I will go out and pre-order. I still want to see because this is some. It's coming from Housemark, so this is their first big foray into, I guess, a triple esque type game. So I want to see how well they perform with it. Now, granted, Housemark has had a, a strong reputation of putting out quality games, but nothing of this scale. Uh, so I'm excited to see where this goes, and it could be the sleeper hit of PlayStation Spring before Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart hits in June. Yeah, I mean, this is the first real heavy hitter exclusive on the PS5, um, in my opinion. So, uh, so yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I guess you should say that because it's a brand new IP, so it's not a remake like Demon Souls was. Um, everything else has had a PS4 version, as far as yeah. I'm aware, that you could purchase just with you know lesser quality. But yeah, this is probably the b- first big one. And granted, I mean, this was delayed what a total of a month, two months or so. 
Yeah. So this definitely has a lot to live up to, I guess I should say, with the time they've taken to make quality uh, adjustments to everything. Um, hopefully, you know, they can back it all up. Yeah, I mean, I just, I honestly can't get over how, I think the art direction in this game is is pretty great. Personally, I just, I really like the sort of organic neon stuff that they've got going on. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you can make something look gooey and get away with it and really flush things out, I mean, that's, that's enticing. Yeah, I mean, the lighting in this game, mm. Solid Steven. Mm. You know it's not mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. When we have to say goodbye to the studios and developers that we love. Especially you. Because there's a lot of games in this, from these, to this developer, uh, that who knows what we'll see the light of day again. Um, yeah. So, we've talked about this before on the show, that Sony Japan is going under a restructure, where they'll focus primarily around Team Asobi, the development team behind Astrobot. Um... A lot of tenured developers and employees of Sony Japan are just flat out leaving. So this comes from IGN, um, but multiple developers, like uh, the game director of Demon Souls on PS5, multiple ex- uh, developers from Gravity Rush, uh, among a few other games, are all leaving. We saw the creator Silent Hill leave earlier this year. Um, what's what is the new fangled focus of Sony Japan, or whatever they'll call it, if they just call it, you know, Sony Asobi or whatever? What does that look like? Because there's a library of games that this team has put together before, and a lot of their founders and creators are leaving. So games like Ape Escape, um, games like uh, Gravity Rush, and then this the ta- and the game game developers. Uh, like those who created Silent Hill, all gone. What does that mean going forward? Uh, I mean, I I don't really know, <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, I think I think it's pretty clear that PlayStation seems to be focusing or shifting their focus towards Western development, Western design sense, uh, which you know was hinted at before when they, as much as said it blatantly. Um, and then immediately backpedaling <laughs> that statement. Yeah. Um, and I really, I mean, I do think that the the industry as far as the console space is really shifting towards more of like a Western uh, philosophy, a Western development setting. Um, really, right now, it seems like the only, seems like the only company really uh, that has a handhold on the Japanese development scene is Nintendo. Um, so uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, it leads me to believe that maybe a lot of these developers who are leaving, maybe they'll be joining Nintendo and doing some things with them. <coughs> Honestly, most probably they're going to be starting their own independent studios, which means which more games for one. everyone. Yeah, we have seen uh, that before. Um Sony still owns the IP uh, that they've made for them, so characters like Parappa the Rapper uh, and, uh, you know, Cat from Gravity Rush and, uh, you know, shit like that. But then also um, some lesser-known things like Loco Roco and Patapon. Um, 
really it, basically all of my favorite games, uh, <laughs> uh, or at least a good chunk of them, uh, came from developers from uh, Sony Japan, uh, which is which is a little saddening, honestly. But um, I'm honestly hoping that they end up doing their own independent projects, and I hope that they end up uh, either on multiple platforms or maybe even still working with PlayStation just as their own independent studio, uh, which, you know, we've seen before where an independent Mm -hmm. studio will still develop something exclusively with PlayStation. That's happened a lot in the past, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it's using already established IP that Sony owns. I think that would be, uh, you know, like something like Ape Escape, which people have been clamoring for. And that's that actually has been teased quite a bit over the past handful of years. Would um, you do you think it's more likely that they will pass as IP to former employees at a new studio or having one of their own in-house studios like just having a Sobe team instead of them working on another Astrobot after whatever they're working on comes out next but revisiting a previous game like Ape Escape cuz like could you imagine an Ape Escape game developed by those who developed Astrobot Rescue Mission I can imagine it but I don't know if that's what I want um, and I don't necessarily know if that's what Asobi wants. I mean, Team Asobi, uh, they've they've kind of made a name for themselves by taking modern technology and kind of doing what they want with it mm-hmm. and showcasing what that can do. Um, so I think since that's really what they excel with, and, and sure, maybe they can use you know an old uh, IP or an old character or something to do that, but. I think what they've got going on now is perfectly fine. I would much rather there be either a new studio. Um, I definitely don't want any pre-existing studio being taken from the stuff that they're working on because I think I think everyone is working on some pretty interesting and awesome things. Yeah. And I want them to be able to focus on what they want to make. I don't want them to kind of be shoehorned into anything. The only exception, and they're not even first party, but the only exception would be Bluepoint, um, I'm perfectly fine with them handling anything at this point, because uh, <laughs> I think that they're really good at it. Um, yeah. But honestly, I would much rather there be a curated studio with uh, a bunch of established developers who have previously worked on some of these IP, and them handle some kind of like a re- uh, a sort of um, you know revisiting these these existing IP. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, it, there's just such a variety of games, uh, that are represented by these developers and by this studio. Uh, it's, it's and, really like games that really painted the PlayStation image. And that's, that's why I have a hard time of like, I can't imagine they're too willing to let those go just into the wind. But, you know, at the same time, we just axed three different digital storefronts. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, though, I wonder the, how the iterations of those games you could only buy on those storefronts thinking about it. It makes me wonder how relevant they are to what PlayStation wants to be going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a thought that I'm a little bit uncomfortable with saying, because while I think PlayStation has been... <coughs> Excuse me. While I think PlayStation has been really successful as of late uh, with their focus on more single-player cinematic experiences, kind of setting the the technical achievement bar for video games extremely high, and the uh, 
you know, narrative and storytelling and performance side of things extremely high. PlayStation does that very well, but PlayStation is also rooted in uh, quirky experimentation. Uh, and, I mean, I, I honestly think that PlayStation's history puts them right there with Nintendo in terms of just how wacky and experimental they can get. And uh, a lot of that was thanks to Sony Japan and a lot of these developers. And uh, a lot of why I love PlayStation as a brand is because of that, uh, because I fell in love with these these strange characters and these gaming experiences that literally can't be found anywhere else. Uh, so the fact that this is such a big question mark in terms of where these people will end up and what kinds of projects they're going to be working on, but also where these characters and these IP are going to end up and uh, all of that, it's, um, I don't know, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it yet because, uh, because I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, it's, it's certainly interesting, uh, but uh, I just really hope that this isn't the last time that we hear about these characters, and I hope that these developers who have left and who find themselves um, no longer working with Sony... I hope that they're still able to pursue awesome projects, and I hope that those projects end up becoming successful games and available on uh, as many platforms, or in the very least, a PlayStation platform in the future. Well, Steven, if any of those things happen, if we were to hear anything new about what's coming from those developers... Or if we just find another iteration of those uh, beloved IP being reimagined from a new developer, we know we can find it all right here and being discussed on Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast. Again, Dual. I love it. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and occasionally on YouTube. Again, be sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, and share, and do all the things to spread awareness of our show. Don't forget, we need help. Make your way over to MTF Productions dot com forward slash donate where you can donate as little as a dollar to help support the show and help us grow but until next time ladies and gents see ya thank you so much for listening and thanks for putting up for my co- uh putting up with my coughing i apologize uh yeah see we're gonna have to, have to talk about that later off of off mic i understand i'm fired uh-huh just uh we'll, we'll discuss it we'll, we'll talk about it I'm going the way of Sony Japan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, bye. I'm going to go cry now.